I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there. Welcome to 2024. It's a nice year, isn't it, Sine? Well, we're recording recording this ahead of time. So, like, we don't know yet what the future is like. But the listeners know. I just want to comment on this film. Yeah. set in the future right and it's all about how the world's terrible and there's no resources and stuff yeah and there's drought and whatnot yeah. was it depressing to you they just filmed it in australia like i know they probably had some special effects and stuff put in there but it's like yeah we want to have film in a desolate place into the world let's go to australia yeah it's pretty depressing yeah. as someone who's considering whether or not to have children in the next few years it's sort of like well do I want to if this is the future I'm leaving for them? Mm. <laughs> anyway. Especially the robots and stuff, hey? It's no good. Yeah, I'm just... No. No to the robots. <laughs> okay. Well, did we not all see iRobot in the early 2000s? Like, I feel like you that mention was... mention this all the time. Because I watched it a lot as a child, I don't know why. <laughs> but I, I... Like, this is the definitive movie about this stuff. Hmm. And we ended it with with all being like, yes, we shouldn't we shouldn't have the robots. And mm. now, twenty years later, we're like, should we have the robots? And I'm like, guys, we'd already decided no. Will Smith decided no. Okay. Hello there. This is I only like you and movies for another year. Her name's Snay. My name's Lonnie. You, you calm down about the robots yet, Sine? I mean, they're always listening, so I'm always on edge, but I'm all right. Uh, this week, well, recently, last year, we went to see a movie called <laughs> Bo, because we love Saoirse. We don't mind Aaron Pierre. First time I've ever seen him in anything. But we love, <laughs> absolutely love Paul Mescal, don't we, Sine? We do. I may or may not have... Uh, started my 8-3 watch of normal people last night. Are you okay? No. <laughs> I'm not ever okay. I'm a bit in love with Paul, and I'm a bit in love with Sersha, and I have been in love with Sersha for many years. Mm. Thinking about Sersha. Don't you dare say always... anything bad about her. No, no. I thought her, her choices were always playing um, character from the past. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in this movie, she's mm-hmm. playing someone from the future. She's just keeping you in your toes, Lon. She's like, hey, <laughs> she you is. think I'm not versatile? Throw this at you and knock it out of the park. <laughs> what is Foe about? Fee Fi Foe Fum is about Saoirse and Paul play husband and wife. And we're in the future. And I forget the text at the beginning of the film. Basically, there are some people who are sent to farm on the outskirts of the city we're in a dystopian sort of thing and someone turns up aaron turns up as terence and says paul you go into space and while you're in space we're worried about your wife hen 
not not a hen, but her name is Hen. Um, I thought that was funny, but no laugh for you. Okay, thank you. Um, so Delilah, a hen. Like, what if she was a chicken the whole time? <gasps> he works at the place. chicken factory. Mm. He works at the chicken factory. Wow. I don't think that's a thing, right? It's not a good Unless... thing, I think. Okay. Anyway, um, they're like, we're really worried about your wife and worried about her being lonely, which, like, what patriarchal nonsense is this in in 20-whatever-3002 where we need someone to accompany the woman at home? Like, F off. She's doing fine. Anyway, so the idea is that while he's up in space – his wife will be left with a copy of him, a clone, an exact clone mm. of Paul. And it's whether they like want to do that or not. That's the spoiler-free version. We'll get into spoilers in a sec of what actually happens. Okay. Yeah, so it becomes, for the most part, it's a two-hander between Saoirse and Paul being a married couple in this sort of dystopian society where most people are in the cities and escaping to the stars, but they're staying behind on the outskirts and in the country, basically. Um, so they're very isolated, kind of weird psychological things happening. Not to mention that they're they're being put through this, yeah, psychological stress test, basically, by yeah. this upcoming, um, this pressing deadline that he's going to leave soon. Um, then also, Terence is around, so it becomes a three-hander at certain points where he's sort of Terrence. causing trouble between them. Get out of here, you know? Mm, yeah, very weird. I should say it's from a book and it's directed by Australian director Garth Davis, who did Lion, amongst other things. Mm-hmm. But they're playing Americans. What do you think of that? Scene? I was just going to raise that. Do you think that's interesting that they got two Irish leads to play Americans? Is Aaron. I thought it was weird. Yeah. Aaron's British. Mm. Okay. Sure. I don't know. They both do flawless American accents. Well, they all do flawless American accents, so it's fine. Well, they they all do. I just again thought it was so weird that we know them so well as mm. as um Irish people, and then we're all here being American. I couldn't fault their accents, but it was just a little bit strange to me. Here's the thing: leaving this movie, we actually saw this movie together. A rare, rare occurrence. I think we were a bit mad coming out of this. Were we a bit angry at the questions that it it raised and didn't answer? But sitting with it for a while, I think mm. I like it more than I did when I left the cinema. I think it raises too many questions and... Yes. Well, actually, I think it raises them and answers enough of them, but it just sort of got in its own way for a long part of it. I, I think... I got a little bit lost at certain points about what was going on. Terence just turns around and is like a bit of a dickhead for a long time. Yeah. But the fundamental questions and the the twist that we come yeah. across that that was interesting to me. Now that I and know their the ending, yeah, their performances mm. are flawless. Like it goes without saying, but we shouldn't just have it go without saying. Like I don't know how people do that on film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? Um. Now that I know the ending, I think I'd be more amenable to the questions it was asking. But it gave you a good analogy, which I'm going to use again. It felt like someone was giving me all these things to hold, right? They're like giving me a water bottle and a book and whatever. So I've got my arms full, my arms full, my arms full. And I'm like, yep, I've got that, I've got that, I've got that. 
And these are all the questions that the movie's giving me. I'm like, why is she watering the one tree? Why does she want to throw away the childhood toys? There's a bug. Why is the barn on fire? Why is he running towards the barn? So I have all these questions piling up, right? And eventually I can't hold any more questions. I'm too, I'm too questionful. And only some of those questions get taken from me to lighten the load by giving them an explanation. But now that I know the ending and know where we were headed, I wonder if I'm able to just take those questions and, and bat them away a little bit or just... Because when you're watching a movie for the first time, you don't know what's going to be important. Mm. So you're holding on to everything. You're like, okay, that's happened there. And then he looked at her weirdly there. But that might just be he looked at her weirdly and not actually a reason to come back. So should we talk talk about the ending? Because it makes or breaks the film. So mm. the, the big twist is that Paul's character was the clone the whole time. So when the movie starts and he wakes up and Terrence arrives, that's him being the clone. The, the original junior has already been sent to space. Mm. And it's basically Saoirse's character falling in love with the clone version of him. And, and the idea is that it was a test. It was a test for this dystopian world to see whether clones could... What were they testing? Whether they could remain faithful or whatever? Or how, how true of a clone they were? It's a little bit unclear to me. I'm not sure if it was just testing the ability of the clone to fall in love or have emotions or whether it was just to see if the, how the clone went. I don't know if it was a, a more of a yeah. general test in that sense. I had to imagine it was something about sending the clones up or leaving the clones behind potentially while the rest of humanity leaves. A bit unclear. Definitely unclear. And I, I thought like maybe it was going to be that Sersha was a, was AI from the beginning, but she wasn't. It was just the clone woke up at the beginning of the movie, right? That's right, isn't yes, it? Yes, my, my understanding though is that they weren't expecting the clone in her to fall in love and that was unexpected to them, so... The, the finding of the experiment, experiment and whatever, no matter how it started out, was, oh, my God, this clone, actually, you guys had a, a real relationship here. That's that's interesting to us. And mm. even if that's not what we set out to do, that's what's going to be recorded for history is that you're the first clone to fall in love sort of thing. Right. One thing I struggled with and we spoke about a bit after the film is if this is such a cerebral exercise, if the clone is, is a clone, right, and they're an exact copy of the original person, does not every decision that the clone makes, would that not be the same as what the original person made because you're always going to make the same decision because you're the same person? Like we spoke about at what point does the clone become become itself, become become like branch off and become its own independent person? I think the argument of the film was that the moment that the clone has its own experiences, it changes because the original person is off having different experiences. So right, okay. from that very point, the clone is doing different things and so they will have different answers to but, but wouldn't their the response, wouldn't their response be the same? I guess I their mean, response arguably, could be the same, but arguably. the original person isn't responding because it's not happening to them. Is that what you're saying? Well, say there are two clones and they've had a life, they're 30 years old and one goes one way and one goes the other way. 
the one that goes left turns the corner and it gets mugged. And so then they are okay. scared of people forever. You know, they're... The original person didn't have that happen. original doesn't, so he's happy and has a good life. And so... So it's nature versus well, nurture. To a degree. You could still make the argument, though, that the original person, if they were mugged, they would, wouldn't would they have the same reactions, the same... Yeah. Same thinking, so... But only for the first time, because if that person gets mugged for a second time, that's a new experience. And so they're going Absolutely. to... Absolutely bring their already mugged life to the second mugging. Okay, got it. Exactly. So I, I think that is kind of, are you as a person, the things that you think and feel and and mm. your reactions to the, to the events that happen, or are you shaped by the events that happen to you and that informs how you think and feel, like what comes first, you know? Yes, okay. So as you, as you live your life branching out in different experiences... I think, like, you could make the argument, too, like, you know, two kids raised by the same family, they will grow up to be different people. Yeah, the, okay. the thing about the clone is that they're supposed to have the same memory and same brain, right? So they would would theoretically be having a similar, if not the same, reactions to the events they occur. I guess, fundamentally, there's no way to know because we're not clones, so... No, no, I know. Well, it's all just... It's interesting to think about, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Well, that, that, that's the thing here, is, like, she falls in love with him... Was she always going to do that because he's the same person? It, but it seems like she doesn't love the original guy. Yeah, anymore. because so she said she that in love with the clone. She said that the clone was him, but before they grew apart or something like that's what she felt. She felt like it was them meeting yeah. earlier. And I can see that. I can see how the original guy has become jaded about living on the farm, and he, yeah, for whatever reason, he decided to leave. I mean, Austin things must be done that mm-hmm. well you'd expect potentially mm-hmm. in their relationship or his life but the the claim is he fresher is he because he's newer does he is he more open to he apologizes to her they they sort of get back on the same page than the other guy wouldn't have because yeah he was actually alive the whole time here's my question so they come to the clone and they're like oh you have to go to space but it's all like a ruse but he he doesn't want to go to space clone did they pre-program him to say to stay? They did, didn't they? They said something about how. Because why? Why wouldn't? What if Terence gets there, and he's like, "Junior, you have to go to space," and the clone Junior is like, "Okay, cool, see you later." Then their experiment's over, right? I'm not. I don't recall him saying that. Maybe I thought they, they had. To, I thought they recall. said that we had to find a reason for you to want to stay, so that we could test. I don't know. I want to read the book. See, the film itself was convoluted and maybe these things are being missed because we didn't understand or maybe on a second viewing you sort of pick up those things better because you know... I agree. There were too many questions. Why was there one tree that she watered? I think on that question, that that could have been a flaw in the design. Maybe that was just a flaw in how they designed the clone. Uh They wanted him to stay and so then, by accident almost, and so they fell in love that maybe the experiment was flawed from the beginning, potentially. Hmm. What I was going to say, I said this to you after, I'll say it again for the podcast listeners, is that I thought the twist could have been that there was no government experiment because this guy Terence yes. just turns up in the middle of the night. They mention that, do don't this. they? They're like, why would just one person turn up if it was from the government? Yeah. Why does one man, why do they send you? So I thought it was going to be creepy just to, he's like a sociopath, psychotic killer or something, and he yes. just put them through the psychological trauma for, for no reason. Yeah. Potentially. It doesn't sound like that. I think we're supposed to think that, though, 
because there's Chekhov's gun in the beginning yeah. as well and sort of we're like what is this guy doing here and he's like psychologically torturing clone clone man yeah as it turns out the tests aren't so much preparing uh paul to be going up into space it's more about getting to the point of this trying to break the clone essentially yeah, psychologically gonna, yeah, yeah basically yeah, yeah. Him, testing him in that sense Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. I think we should talk about the fact that this film, based off a book, right, from 2018, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it comes out a few months after yeah. Black Mirror does yeah. a similar concept, arguably better. I know. It's so unfortunate. And Ian Reid, the author of the book, actually wrote the screenplay along with Garth, so that's pretty cool. I really like it when authors mm-hmm. of novels write the screenplay as well, like Gillian Flynn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a shame, isn't it? Like that episode of Black Mirror we're talking about is called Beyond the Sea. I think. Beyond the Sea, yes, with Aaron Paul and Josh Hutchison. Is that correct? Josh Hartnett. I think. Josh Hartnett, not Hutchison. Who's Josh Hutchison? <laughs> He's Peter from Hunger Games. <laughs> it's definitely not him. <laughs> Different sort of vibe. Um, and we reviewed that a, a, maybe a month ago now, but um, similar thing. They're in space and they have a, a sort of clone body of themselves that they can plug back into who's on earth so they can have a little break from being the space station yeah so it's not the exact same concept no it's similar enough, very similar um yeah. and it's about tests and you know who who is the real person the clone or them or if you plug josh hartnett's intelligence into aaron paul's body mm. which one are they um it's a pretty exceptional piece of media that episode of black mirror like it's it's pretty perfect as, as a story and it is a shame it, it i think it does do this concept perhaps better than this film does but they are trying to do different things so i guess that's yeah, absolutely i think um it's different right for black mirror that episode was a bit longer i think it was about an hour yeah and i feel like maybe this film it's only 110 minutes so it's not very long really but it did feel like it went a bit too long um I wonder if it had been scraped down to an hour for an episode of Black Mirror, whether you could have got to those questions, those cool questions a bit easier. There are a lot of longing looks across desolate fields between yeah. the two of them. Yeah, which is like fine, but you get it after a while, don't you? Yeah, some of those could be cut. Yeah. So when he runs towards the barn that's on fire, what's that about? <laughs> My thinking was that, if he's a clone, yeah, 
well, first of all, sorry, my thinking was that potentially they were doing these experiments at all the little farmhouses around the outskirts yes. of this bigger city. Okay. And when they're over, they put in, they turn they put them in fire, so there's no record or evidence or yeah just evidence of the yeah. crazy experiment, and especially if the clone goes crazy or something, right? They just want to kill it all. Uh-huh. And so when Clone Paul sees that happening, something misfires in his clone brain. And he runs towards it to try and save it or whatever reason that just goes off in his, mm. in his brain and he he runs towards the fire rather than running against running away from it. Doesn't get addressed though. No. At least in what I could see. I, I don't think they really explain what happened there. And so the bug is the bug a sign that the clone is responding? No. The the bug is just a metaphor, isn't it? Because it's like once you see one, there'll be many. And then by killing it in the end, you're killing reproductions of it. I, I guess so, yeah. Some sort of clone thing. Okay. I'd probably have to watch it again with all the clone knowledge and have the bug in front of mind <laughs> to knowledge. see how that metaphor <laughs> Yeah, how, well, how the, plays out. the ending, I really loved the ending. So mm. the, the ending is Terrence comes in and is like, hey, you've been a clone all along. And Hen tries to save him, but there's no saving him. And it's mm. kind of confronting. He gets like vacuum sealed like a little baby into a little space saving bag. Yeah. So they can go ex- experiment on him further, I imagine. Uh, yeah. They can bring him back as and when they need. And Paul's mm. performance as Junior, as the real Junior, when he comes back is really interesting. I thought mm. there was a lot going on in his face. He's not given a lot of dialogue, but him watching the clone was really, obviously, a split screen, but interesting to see. But the best part about the ending is we'll sort of jump forward after that and the real Junior has gotten mm. a clone of Hen and we see mm. Sersha up in her little spaceship and she's off. She's off. But him and, and Hen as a clone are having a great time, similar to how the two of them had before. So interesting to, to view it from original Paul's point of view yeah because when he comes back he's you can argue that he's lost his humanity yes he's watching a clone version of him die and he seems to be like yeah i'm happy he's just like sort of interested sort of, in it like he's yeah sort of um amused by it or bewildered by it yeah. but just sort of like a bit apathetic well, this is weird i'm watching myself die but i'm yeah but it's not me so i don't really care that much and of course there's well, these the dystopian like, like rich people who are having champagne and stuff around them as well very like the investors or whatever yeah, yeah. But to him, it's actually someone's dying. The person she loves is dying, so yes. it's different to her. Yeah. But if you rethink about it from his point of view, yeah, like he's the real guy. Why should he care about the clone dying? Because it's just a a clone of him, not not him. Yeah. So like, it's it's almost like a you know we wouldn't you know cry when a computer is turned off, do we? So you know what it's like my one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror, Hang the DJ. Mm. when they're fine there's two people people are in love and they keep getting brought together and pulled apart for different reasons and they realize that they're in sort of a simulation thing and the big um reveal is that they're sort of the ai within a dating app to see whether real Mm. people have a have a match or whatever a chance Mm. of of making it like oh we've got a 27 percent chance of working out in this relationship or a 97 percent chance of this but that's a similar thing right like, they don't think that the people, well, they don't really know, I guess, but, like, the, the AI or whatever who's figuring out 
their chances of whether they're going to make it as a couple is real to them. So they don't care about that. Similar thing, yeah? Mm. But then when he is given a clone. Yeah. Again, I have to watch watch it closely to figure out how much he knows that's happening or. Oh, he knows that's a clone. Because the same thing would have happened where they say that Hen's going to go to space. And they would have offered right. him a replacement, surely. I thought there was some ambiguity there about whether oh, okay. she just turns up one day and he just sort of has to pretend he doesn't know if she's a clone or not. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I thought he okay. knew fully that she was and that was part of the irony. Is that he hated it when it was the other way around but loved it when it was for him. Well, that was my next point is that it's just interesting that, yeah, basically the the, the first time it happens... Mm-hmm. It doesn't stand up well for the clone, and he comes back and sort of waltzes back in to reclaim his whole old life. Yeah. But then when he's back and things are working out with his wife, he just sort of gets a replacement and he's fine with that. I think that was some there. Maybe the fact that we don't know for sure about these things points yeah. to the fact that it was clunkily directed and written. And it's not and that... it's an interesting concept, but not actually yeah. executed well. It's 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 not that films can't raise questions or, or have ambiguity to them. But I just, perhaps there were too, there was too much ambiguity in this. Perhaps there were just too many questions that mm. I was confused by. I'd be really interested in reading the book because I want to know if, if that's in the story itself or if it's just in the translation to film that, that those clunky things sort of happened. Okay. And to be honest, like I'm such a sucker for Paul and Saoirse that I would watch them in anything. I'd watch them in much worse films than this and probably still enjoy it because I love their performances so much. Yeah, it's got pretty bad rap, but I think that's a bit unfair, to be honest. So I, think I don't think it was, it was that than... bad, right? No, like, it's really saying it's poor reviews and that the script hung mm. them out to dry. Like, it's not it's not that bad, is it? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think there were too many scenes of Terrence just being a dick to them. Yeah. Yeah. Repetitive. Agree. Lakeith Stanfield was originally going to play that character. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, Aaron Pierre did a good job. He just... did. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could never really piece together what his character was trying to do to the point where I didn't really care too much. You know, it's just like... Oh, okay, so you became disconnected from it because you didn't understand. Yeah, well, like, oh, obviously he's up to no good. It's just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually he'll, he'll reveal himself. I think maybe... And he's also like, is he trying to hit on Sersha or is he trying to hit on Paul? He's sort of trying everything, though. He's sort of trying to, mm. trying to do trying to throw as much conflict into their lives as possible to see how they would respond. It's all a scientific yeah. experiment, remember. So in some ways it. his yeah. blasé-ness is kind of the point, isn't it? That he can do whatever he wants. It doesn't really matter. We'll just kill the clone and get another one. Yes, exactly. We're testing Paul, but also testing a real person, Sasha. So. Yeah, but how much do they even see Sersha as a real person? Because they, no. they don't listen to her at the end. They drag her outside, you know. They leave her to yes. cry in the dirt and the rain. Um, mm-hmm. What would you do if you had a clone? See, I reckon my life would be much easier with a clone. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, like one of us could be responsible for doing like the boring stuff, like getting groceries, doing washing, housework, that sort yeah. of stuff, right? And the other one could be free to like do creative pursuits. And perhaps this is coming from someone who has mental health issues and actual health issues. Actual mental health issues are actual health issues. General health issues um, that I don't have enough capacity to 
pursue my creative endeavors as I would like to. I just don't have mm. the energy for it sometimes. And so I don't mind the idea of I could have a dedicated person who could be doing that. It's like if you were like an octopus, like what would you do with an extra hand? So many things. I could be chopping something, I, I could hope. be watching something, I could be typing at the same time. What about this? Though? What if you're the one who's got to do all the chopping and, and all the boring stuff? I know, and then out. you get annoyed. So you'd have to do halvesies. You'd have to do like a chore rotation <laughs> on the fridge, you know? And it's like whether it's Cloney or me doing taking out the rubbish that night. Would no? the clone have a soul? Well, this is what the thing is. If the clone is me, then aren't I both the clone and me? So your soul's split in two, is that what you're saying? I think I just get an additional soul. Okay. Well, they don't <laughs> they don't take part of me. I'm still me. I just get mm. an extra one. Okay. Also, isn't there that thing oh no, you haven't seen that movie. I won't spoil it for you. What no, never mind. Um, Never yeah. Let Me Go. Andrew Garfield. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it, but they're all clones, aren't they? Well, I think the idea, I haven't seen it in a long time, that they're like backups, they're like spares. So if anything mm. happens to the real person in real life, like organ failure or whatever, they can go to the clone and kill them and get their organs to save the actual person. I think. I haven't seen it in a long time. Okay. So you didn't like this. Is that the end end thing? You didn't like this movie? No, I liked it. I thought I just thought it there was too much clonkiness happening. There was too um there was too many repetitive scenes of of Aaron Pierre as Terrence coming in and, and just being a dick to them all. I think almost take him out, have him in like three scenes, three key scenes, and the rest of it is just Paul and, and Sersha um sort of dealing with the circumstances they're under. I think the strongest maybe points. Maybe then have him. Yeah. Maybe have him like from the sidelines. You realize, mm. you know, they go for a drive and their car breaks down. That was actually Pierre who did that. Aaron Pierre did that. You know, That's and so he's mm. been pulling the strings from the slot from you know behind the curtain potentially. I think the strongest points are when they're in the house together, Sersha and Paul, like yeah. those conversations and the apology and all that sort of stuff are the strongest parts of the movie and it is weird where he turns up terence turns up and he's like oh, i'm gonna live with you now it's like yeah get out of here but but even in universe you don't want the clone to catch on that anything's going wrong so like why mm. why would he ever stay why would a government representative ever stay like it's just sus you know yeah that's what i, that's what I started thinking maybe he wasn't even from the government but maybe, yeah maybe that would be better i don't know Anyway, we watched it. We'll watch everything they're in. So, yeah. That, that's how they got us. Rating? Two stars for me. What about you? Two? Really? Three stars. I don't know. Okay. Um, 3.75. Three stars are for the performances. I'm not going to lie. I really like the okay. concept. Like, actually, I'm going to upgrade to three stars too, just because the performances were really good. And the concept's cool. Like, it's a cool okay. concept. But it's far too much for you. Well, I think I'll just... A few too many questions for me to... Okay. Pop it to four. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, that's our first film for 2024. Uh, hopefully we can see some more Paul stuff coming up soon. There's that one with Adam Scott. 
I'm keen to watch. Gladiator as well. Yeah. Are you talking about Andrew um, Scott? Andrew, sorry. yeah. Andrew Scott. Yeah. You did this to I'm me with Party wrong. Down. So we have Lonnie and I have a watch list list of things we're watching, and he wrote Party Down. And he's like Andrew Scott's in it, and I'm like, oh my god, yes, Andrew Scott, love it. Turns out Adam Scott, which sure, I'll take him. Fine. Probably better, you know. Excuse me. Have you erased season two of Fleabag from your mind? What do you mean? But he's perfect. Anyway, yes, we're very excited to see that coming yeah, up coming soon. And Gladiator right. he's going to be in and the eighth rewatch of Normal People, which I will uh, resume after the pod. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. 